What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Diamond Talk. Today, we are going over our starting pitchers. It is our top 10 list. There's too many pitchers to narrow it down to five. So he said, hey, screw it. Let's make a whole top 10 list. The top 10 list will be of the 10 combined pitchers based off uh, Nick, Rob, and I's rankings. So before we get started, man, Nick, Rob, how you guys doing? We're good, man. We're good. Definitely ready to talk more baseball. And yeah, like you said, a little longer list, but you know, with the longer list, a lot more talent. It's a good group of essentially all aces here. So definitely ready to dive in. Yeah, doing good, man. I'm doing good. Super excited to talk starting pitching. This is my favorite. This is what I did most of my career, short career, unpaid career, but uh, I know it very well. I've coached it. I've lived it. This is this is one of the best topics for me, for sure. We love it, man. Yo, look, so, so let's get right to it. Yo, Nick, when, when you're looking at these starting pitchers, what what's kind of the basis of you of you ranking these guys? Is it longevity? Is it stuff? What goes into the way you rank your list? It's all of the above. A lot of it's stuff. A lot of it is what are they what like I kind of do with the outfielders and shortstops is what do they think they're going to do this year coming up? Um, there's a couple guys who have longevity uh, that would have been on the list, and we'll kind of do a little side note about that one guy. But a lot of them is also what do I think you're going to do this year? What kind of consistency? When you're getting to the top ten, top fifteen, you're really looking at consistency over the last couple of years, not for not just what they have coming up. Um, you know, there's a lot of pitchers who go by the wayside, their top prospects. So it's tough for me to put a young guy up there, but definitely, uh, definitely, you know, longevity. But the most co- the last past couple of years, definitely a big deal. There you go, man. Yo, Rob, what about you? I know, I know that uh, uh, we have we have some uh, kind of discussions here going on because we don't really agree on some of these guys. What's your criteria in ranking these guys? Yeah, I think a lot of what a lot of what Nick said, you know, and and typically. I think, you know, we we move past that era of just over analyzing pitchers when it comes to wins and losses. I don't think, you know, I, definitely it's it's a good thing to see a starting pitcher with with a good number of wins. You'd love to see that 20 win, you know, guy. But I don't know if that's really, you know, as glamorous as it used to be. Now you definitely are looking for those guys, you know, ERA around two whip under a one, like those kind of stats that stand out. And then, you know, that that's more of for just. Uh, you know, like effectiveness, but you also want those numbers that kind of stand out, right? Like it might not necessarily be the best guy in your rotation, but if you have a guy who's out there getting his, you know, 12, 13, 14 strikeouts per nine, like, you know, and he's just shutting down lineups, like that's always, that's always a good guy to have. So yeah, you always want to look at kind of like the typical basic numbers, but yeah, the, the eye popping numbers are also pretty good to look at. I love it, man. Yeah. And, and, and for me, I, I kind of look at it as for me to have you on my list, the first thing I need from you is I need to trust you in a game seven. And a lot of that comes to what kind of stuff you have as a pitcher. So, you know, I know, I know there's a lot of great pitchers out there that they have, they put up great numbers, but you know, they, they don't, there aren't guys that necessarily want out there in a, in a, you know, game seven situation. The other thing for me is that I need you to pitch innings. You're starting pitcher. I, I don't care what error in. I don't care if they take you out in the fourth inning. If you're one of those guys that's only going through the lineup maybe two times, you're not going to be on my list. I need innings from you. I need you to save my bullpen. That's a, that's a big factor for me in my list. 
But hey, let's see how let's how let's see how this turned out, man. Rob, we're gonna start with you. You got our ten guy on the list, man. Tell us about him. Yeah, so definitely here the the tenth guy that we have on the list, which was a guy that me and Daniel don't necessarily agree on, but you know I, th- I think he definitely deserves a, a mentioning on this list here. And coming in at number ten, it's gonna be I'm gonna butcher his name, but Hyunjin Ryu. Um, but yeah, I think this guy. Look, if you told me like three years ago, four years ago, like about this guy, I would have told you. I mean what he was back then, like probably nothing more than a number three starter for the, for the Dodgers. If we're being real, probably number four. Um, and Hey, in his last two seasons with the Dodgers and now his first season that he just had with Toronto, I mean, he's a guy who who's been in the Cy Young discussion. He's definitely put up Cy Young caliber numbers. Um, and that's why I think he's just a guy who, who, you know, really belongs on this list. We just saw him be successful in the N- in the NL. He made the jump over to the blue Jays over in the AL in the AL East. Um, I think the one thing that we could hold against him, um, at least now with his new team, is that we need to see a full season from him, right? Like we're going into this 162. We have to see how um, he essentially is still the number one guy um, in in Toronto right now. I know we have our eyes on on Nate Pearson and what he essentially will turn into. But um, yeah, he's the number one guy there right now. So he's the leader of that rotation. And I'm excited to see what he can do in a 162. But Definitely a guy that whether you're looking at his past three years or what he could potentially bring this upcoming season, I, I think is a guy that's definitely right there in the top 10 discussion. Very nice. And you're right. We, we do have uh, different opinions on uh, Mr. Ryu. I'm going to give you guys number nine. Number nine on our consensus list was Walker Bueller, uh, the World Series champion, uh, Walker Bueller. You know, what, what can you say about him, man? He's, he's really young still. He's, he's still one of the better young arms in the game. Don't think he's reached his peak yet. He has an electric fastball, electric secondary stuff as well. And the greatest part about him is that he, he pitches in a system that is going to allow him to continue to thrive. I don't see the Dodgers abusing his arm just because they have so many starters. So it's one of those things where he might benefit from an extra day of rest every once in a while. Maybe he can miss a start completely and come back completely fueled up. We'll see how that works out. You know, they have a lot of guys there. But with, with Walker Bueller, it, it's all about his stuff right now. He's, he's so good. We've seen him in postseason. He can, he can take the ball into game seven and absolutely dominate. If you remember the World Series a couple of years ago when it was the Dodgers and Red Sox, the only game the Dodgers won was the game that Bueller pitched. He went deep in that game. And it was one of those things where he pitched way above his age. And that's something I love to see. You know, funny enough, Bueller was actually higher on our list last year, I believe. One of the things that uh, worries me about Bueller is that he's more of your classic throw it by you kind of guy. I don't know if, if the if MLB hitters are going to adjust their approach based on the new information we're getting about the baseballs this season. But if they do, guys who throw straighter fastballs like a Bueller typically tend to, to, to get hurt a little more. So we'll see what happens. Bueller definitely has enough life where it shouldn't be something that, that hurts him too much. But hey, man, let's kick it over to Nick, and he's got he's got our number eight guy. Yeah, so our number eight guy is you Darvish, and I was easily the highest on him because I had him at number five. And this guy's just been a stud for the last couple years, you know, seven years. Uh, came over and just started dominating with the Texas Rangers, and everywhere he goes, except there's one half season hiccup. This guy's a Cy Young candidate every single year. Um, just a dominating pitch in every every aspect, all time leader in K per nine with 11.1. And that's for all of baseball. That's Nolan Ryan. That's Roger Clemens. That's Sandy Koufax. Strikeouts for nine inning. He's the all-time leader. 
And he just keeps getting better every single year. Going over to San Diego, I think he's going to be in a great spot to really show what he can do with a contender again for a full season. Let's get him back in the postseason and see if really that postseason that the Astros cheated was really that big of a deal. Uh, if he gets back in the postseason and kind of dominates again, then it'll show a lot for what happened that year. But he's, I mean, he's one of the top five pitchers in the game, in my opinion. I have him very, very high. I've liked him for a long time. And I really think he's the most underrated pitcher that we've seen over the last five years or so. Crazy thing about you, and we talk about uh, pitchers' repertoire all the time, and this dude has about five-plus pitches, and he has about seven pitches that he can get major league hitters out with. So it's absolutely crazy. Nick, we'll stay with you for our number seven. So at number seven, we got Jack Flaherty, and I'm talking about this man because I had him the highest as well. I had him at six overall. Uh, even my dogs go crazy for him, so try to drown them out. But uh, the reason I have him so high is one of the stats I really like besides whip, he's very, very good at whip, is average against. And that, to me, really shows how dirty your stuff is because that's just the ball being put in play for hits. Um, you have guys, you know, a la Justin Verlander, who's not afraid to give up a solo home run and just, you know, basically you beat me on one pitch. But So I have more home runs per nine innings but my ERA and my whip is still really low because I get most of the guys out. I'm okay with giving for that one bomb. Um, so for me, that his average against is a 195, which I believe puts him fourth in the MLB, all of MLB pitching over the last two seasons. Um, everything else that you want from a guy, he's got a great fastball. He plays on a winning team. They're only going to win more. He's the ace for that team, and you just don't really hear a lot from him. He's kind of the classic put-your-head-down-and-grind type of player, which I really like. But I just think we've seen – we've seen a floor of from him that is ace status and that's hard to say in the MLB at any point that puts him up there with the likes of a Scherzer of a Kershaw, you know, the guys that we think of, of the, almost the all-time greats. He's on that type of floor and his ceiling is all-time great. So it's really just fun to watch him pitch and I hope he gets a little more recognition going forward. I love Jack. Flatter, flatter, and he only gets he only gets better, man. He got he gets Nolan Arenado at third base, helping him out on the defensive side. Guys, I get to talk about number six, and <laughs> number six on this list was number one on my list, and I'll explain to you exactly why right now. Number six is Trevor Bauer, newly of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He was your Cy Young Award winner in the NL last year. Absolutely berserk numbers, and. Here's my reasoning why I had him so high and probably the reason why he ended up in, in our list uh, as high as he did. Look, Trevor Bowes is going to, to the Dodgers. If there's one thing I know about the Dodgers is that they leverage technology better than any team in the MLB. Trevor Bauer has notoriously been so annoying with his technology that teammates and teams have kind of looked at him as some kind of crazy person. Uh, if, if anybody remembers back when he was with uh, Arizona, he would show his pregame routine and people think he's crazy because he's doing all these, you know, medicine ball drills. He had like this wand that he was kind of flexing and people looked at him like it was nuts, but he was just so into the information about how he worked his body, the information provided by, you know, science that he found out through like technological ways. And he used that to his advantage. Well, the Dodgers are the exact perfect team for him. For me, this relationship is going to be like peanut butter and jelly. It's going to be like, uh, what's it called? Peanut butter and chocolate with the Reese's Pieces. It's just absolutely going to be perfect. I see him repeating as the NL Cy Young, and I see him doing things that we have never seen a pitcher do on an MLB mound. 
now look, history tells us that he's not really that amazing. He, you know, he struggled. He struggled at times. His ERA isn't necessarily what you'd want it to be all the time, especially in you know, especially in the past. But man, look, I think that we're going to see something really special from Trevor Bauer this season, and that's why I'm so high on him this year. Uh, I, I, you know, it's weird, but I love the fact that he went to the Dodgers just because I do think that's going to be a perfect marriage, and we're going to see something that we've never seen before, man. And yo, with that, we're gonna go to Rob for number five. Yeah, so coming in at number five, we have a guy who has, again, just been one of the most dominant pitchers in probably the last five, six, seven years, uh, and is a guy that ranks high on my list simply because you could argue that this guy, Max Scherzer, Cy Young Award winner, you know, I think three times now, Max Scherzer did have a down year last year compared to, to his usual self. But, you know, uh, I mean, it's just kind of like how we've discussed, right? You can pretty much argue that certain numbers looked uh, kind of bloated either way, right? I think there were guys who we consider to be elite arms who had pretty much down years, which you consider to be their usual numbers. And then you had guys who were posting like one point something ERAs who have had like a four ERA for their entire career. So like it can be bloated either way. Uh, in terms of Max Scherzer, we can keep it pretty simple. I mean, he's a, he's been in the Cy Young discussion every year for the last seven seasons. I'm not going to hold a 60-game season against him. <laughs> I'm, uh, if I'm just being truthful, I mean, yeah, he did have like a 3.7 ERA. Like, that's fine. Um, but I think Max Scherzer is still the leader of that Washington rotation. I think he's going to come back next year and prove why he's still the leader of that rotation. I mean, he is also a little up there in age. Uh, he will be entering his age 36 season. But, you know. We have Scherzer out there. We have Verlander still out there. So for some of these vets, these older vets now, we got to see how the, how they're still doing. But I'm still confident, and and I'm still happy to say that I definitely would still consider Scherzer one of the top pitchers in baseball. And I love Scherzer. Uh, bulldog on the mound. We'll go from one veteran to another. Nick has our number four guy. And I'm very happy to talk about this man, even though he is a Los Angeles Dodger. But our number four overall consensus is Clayton Kershaw. And this isn't just, you know, a career achievement award. This isn't a longevity award because he would be number one if that was the case. But I mean, last year he had a 0. 0.840 whip. Shortened season all you want. Say whatever you want. He still had a 0. 0.840 whip. That's the second best of his career. And it's better than some of his Cy Young league leading whole season long whip awards. Same thing for his strikeout to walk ratio. 7.75 last season his second best of his career and is above some of his Cy Young award years. So he was a bulldog last year, 2.16 ERA. I believe the third lowest of his career. He's almost getting better with age, which is crazy. And he finally got his ring. So literally there's no monkeys on his back. Uh, he's pitching for fun this year. And I have a feeling when he's going to pitch for fun, he's going to be pretty damn dominant again. And this is a longevity award. It's also a current award. He's absolutely in the top five and very sitting very, very well at number four overall. You got to love where Kershaw's career has taken him, man. He's now, we can finally say he's the World Series champion, Clayton Kershaw, which is something we never thought we'd say. Uh, you know, it, enough can't be said about him. And this isn't the show, the Clayton Kershaw show, so we're going to move on. To our number three guy, and number three is our 2020 AL Cy Young Award winner. He went absolutely berserk this year. He is better known as the not-as-famous Bieber, 
we were talking about Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians. And, yo, Nick, we'll, we'll start off with you, man. Shane Bieber went absolutely off last year. What did you see, and is this sustainable? It's absolutely sustainable. And the thing for me with Bieber that was hard for me to rank is how quickly he's been so good. But he's been that good, and he's stayed that good, and keeps getting better. Um, he's only going to be 26 years old, which starting pitching-wise, sometimes a little bit old. But, man, if he gets even better this year, we're talking all-time year for a full 162. Last year he was at a uh, sorry, .866 whip, which is absolutely insane. Uh, he gives up a few, bit of, a few of the long balls, but it's because he likes to challenge guys. He led the league in strikeouts last year. He led the league in ERA at a 1.63, which I believe is the lowest over the last decade, just after Zach Greinke. Um, I mean, the guy's a stud. He led the league in complete games and shutouts in 2019. So he's just getting better and better at this point. And I love the uptick that he's going. And I think he's perfectly number three. Rob, man, I'm going to kick it to you, dude. Is, is Shane Bieber where he belongs? Is, is he going to get better? Well, what do you expect from him in 2021? Yeah, I, I think – He's definitely one of those candidates to, to get better. I I don't know. I, I think I, when I was ranking him, I, I tended to put him a little lower simply because I didn't want to, um, how do you say this? Uh, I didn't want to like kind of push him to the moon like so fast. You feel me? Like I, I, I'm always that type of thing. It's like, it's like when people questioned me when Christian Yellick was coming off his MVP season and I had him like the ninth best outfielder in base. You know, like it's just that type of thing where it's just like, like you said, like, is it sustainable? Can we see multiple seasons of it? I think this is obviously by far his third year uh, stat wise um, was his best year that, that he's had with Cleveland. Um, I think we saw shades of him being a Cy Young level pitcher last season before this this past season. But now it's like that thing, right? It's like, again, we're, we're dealing with this 60 game thing and I'm not trying to like, you know, bring down any numbers or anything. I'll, all I'm saying is like, I want to see the adjustment because it's an adjustment that's going to happen for every player. You went from 162 to 60 to back to, you know, what we expect to be a 162. Um, so I just want to see if, if he can definitely keep it up and he is the number one guy now, right? Like it's, it's no longer, it's no longer a question. Like if you go a couple years back and you had Corey Kluber there, um, with like a Shane Bieber when he was coming up, you know, and you had Clevenger there who they were like neck and neck, like who's the ace of this staff. It's Shane Bieber without a doubt. Like now you, you, you definitely have talent behind them in that rotation, but Shane Bieber is the number one guy there. Um, going into this season. I mean, he's not the number one guy in the AL by our rankings, but you know, he is going into this season with the defending Cy Young award winner. Um, and a, the way that he pitched this year, he definitely deserved that. So having him at number three, um, no shame there. You know, uh, I think I think we're going to see him definitely put up. I don't know if he'll be or rather, look, I don't think he'll be as dominant as he was this past year. I think he will experience some type of regression, but it won't be significant regression enough to where we're not talking about him as like a top 10 pitcher in baseball. There you go, man. So so. uh you don't quite have the Bieber fever. No, look, man, Shane Bieber, uh, great season last year. I think it would have been great to see how those numbers would have turned out across 162 because what he did was special, right? And Nick mentioned this 2019, the fact that he did lead the league in complete games. He did lead the league in, in you know, those long outings. And that's, that's what I'd love to see for my ace. That's what I'd love to see for my number one guy. I want to be able to give the ball to somebody and say, hey, bullpen, 
guess what? We might need you maybe in the eighth or ninth, but you guys can rest up today. So so don't 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 get crazy. Go. We'll, we'll see you. We'll see you in 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 inning six maybe. So with, with Shane Bieber, it's just one of those things where he's getting better, and I think it's it's visible. You can see that he's a different kind of pitcher last year than he was in the past, and, and you see it in the way he walks. You see it in the way he takes the mound. I think he believes that he is that true ace, which is what you want from your number one guy. You know, I think if he was on a different team, he'd even have you know more fanfare, but he's stuck in Cleveland, and we know they don't really care about winning there. So it's kind of like, eh, hopefully he gets to, to, to pitch for a contender again. But, man, let's go to number two guy. And, and the number two guy is someone that uh, I know – I know Rob is very fond of. I'm very fond of him myself. We're in a we're currently in a nine year relationship, so we kind of have to love him. We're talking about Garrett Cole. If you look at Garrett Cole by the numbers alone, you can argue that his 2020 was worse than his 2019. But you also have to take everything into consideration, right? New ballpark, 60 game season. But I don't think there was any doubt that he was the true Yankee ace, and that when he was on the mound, things were different, man. So Rob, I'll start off with you, dude. Garrett Cole at number two. Do we have him at the right place? Yeah, I think we do. Uh, simply because I, th- I like even me. I think the guy that we have at number one is just. I, I I just think he's more flat out dominant until I don't see a little more from Garrett Cole, who in his own right is one of the most dominating pitchers in the entire sport. Um, you know, I I'm still gonna have him at number two. But like you said, he had his first season in New York. It was, it wasn't anything uh, like spectacular like Cy Young level, but still it's like, it's funny even saying that because then if you look back and you say, Oh, in this 60 game season, like going seven and three and a 2.84 ERA with a 0.95 whip is a stat line that just about like every pitcher would be good. Like that's, that's an excellent year for most pitchers, but we're talking about Garrett Cole, right? So that's the only reason we're like, Oh, it's kind of like a down year, but I'll tell you guys right now, this is my Cy Young pick for 2021. I know me and Daniel are, have a little uh, different thought when it comes to that, but I'm just going all in on Garrett Cole. I, I say it's time for Garrett Cole to get pissed off that all these guys, a bunch of these guys that we mentioned have Cy Youngs and he still and he still doesn't when, you know, pure stuff wise, he's better than a lot of the guys on this list. And, you know, flat out the last three years, the, the two that he had in Houston and, and the, his first year in New York, I mean, at worst, say whatever you want to say about Garrett Cole. At worst, he's been a top five pitcher in baseball for the past three seasons. So I think having him at number two, um, wherever you want to move him around in those spots, like that's fine. But it's just like there, there's a certain standard with Garrett Cole that that he's hit ever since he got to Houston and now New York. And yeah, it's still there. And I think it's a standard that we're still going to be seeing, uh, whether we're talking three, four, five years down the line. I think I think this nine-year marriage is uh, is going to be a, a happily ever after for us here. Yeah, you, better, you better hope so. <laughs> so so kind of um, some good news for Garrett Cole. He gets back his catcher. Uh, Robinson Chirinos is going to sign the minor league deal with the Yankees. Who cares? Eh, probably not a lot of people, but the way you got to look at it is Gary Sanchez is, is an absolute liability behind the plate. Robinson Chirinos, at the very least, has a rapport with Garrett Cole. The Yankees have a need at catcher that for someone to be able to catch Cole and potentially put up some offensive numbers. So, you know, it, we, we can we can see some, some better outings from Cole based on that signing, man. Uh, Nick, what do you got? What, what do you got for us on Cole, man? Is, is he right here at number two? No, he's not. Cause he's the best pitcher in major league baseball right now. So it's way too low. Um, I mean, it's an entire spot too low. And that one spot is the number one spot. He's got the most innings pitched 
Um, he's got more innings pitched than the number one guy we have. Uh, the number one guy has a better ERA, but Cole absolutely dominates him at, with whip, dominates him with Sierra, which is skill-independent ERA. Uh, it's, in my opinion, the best estimate of ERA and what it should be other than what it is. Uh, he's the number one starting pitcher for strikeout percentage. So the number of batters he faces that he strikes out, 38%. So basically two out of five hitters that he faces are going to strike out. Um, he's just barely higher in the walk percentage. So his strikeout minus walk percentage is number one and way above our number one guy. And his average against is 12 points lower at one point or sorry, at 0.188. So to me, Garrett Cole is the most dominating pitcher we've seen. Um, he's getting to the Kershaw type of dominance because he's doing it in the AL where there's an extra hitter. He's doing it in the AL East where even weaker lineups look good in those types of parks that they play in over there. So he's showing that he can do it on all types of stages. He's the best pitcher in major league baseball. And I, I'm really surprised he's at number two. Nick, Nick mentioned he's surprised, and you should be surprised, man. He got two Yankee fans, and the two Yankee fans were the ones that put this other guy in front of him. And number one guy should be no surprise to anyone. Jacob DeGrom comes in at number one. He's had an absolutely amazing last three to four seasons. It is something that the Mets are talking about, the the return of uh, Tom Seaver and stuff like that and, and the way he's pitching. It's, it's absolutely great to see, and – He's getting it done, right? And now he has he has a contender behind him. You get a new shortstop. You get a new catcher. You get a new some pieces around him. Trying to recruit some more guys. There's talk about Chris Bryant going there. So the Grom comes in as our number one guy. Nick, we'll stick with you, man. The Grom at number one. Do you think he's going to regress anything here in 2021? I mean, if he regresses, it's only going to be because he's so dominant going into 2021. Like he could have a Cy Young year and still regress. Like even like below what he's done in the past is still Cy Young worthy. So um, yeah, he absolutely could regress, but I don't see it. Um, I want to make this clear. I am not mad that Jacob DeGrom is number one. I'm mad that Garrett Cole is not number one. And what I mean by that is Jacob DeGrom absolutely deserves this because it is very, very close. You really have to, like you're going through so many different stats or so many different game footage and so many different things who do they play you know DeGrom faces a pitcher Cole faces nine hitters there's so many things that come into this that it's so minute details give me either one of these guys and I am stoked the only reason I have Garrett Cole over Jacob DeGrom is simply from a health factor he Jacob DeGrom does not look like he should be able to throw 95 to 99 miles an hour for 200 innings a year and stay healthy. Like it's Chris sale from a couple years ago. And look what happened to Chris sale. Whereas Garrett Cole looks like the guy who can throw 250 innings every single year and be just fine. So it's nitpicking. It's really crazy. Either one of these guys could be number one. So Jacob DeGrom is in the right spot. I just didn't have him there myself. All right. All right. We'll take him. And plus, plus the ground hits home runs too, man. You, you can't, you can't, you can't forget the offense part of pitching. <laughs> uh, you know, Rob, we'll, We'll go to you, dude. Uh, DeGrom comes in at number one. I know he was also number one uh, on your list. What, what do you have in DeGrom? What do you see from him coming in 2021? Uh, coming in 2021, I hope that we see what we've been seeing from DeGrom. Because like I keep saying, look, what, the more that we see from these guys be at this level, the more fun it is for baseball fans. Like, it's a great thing. We should want to keep seeing, you know, 
DeGrom just go crazy. But I know I know that Daniel's over here, like, he also want to see, like, his 85 – he, he want to see a player hit 85 home runs and go crazy too. So it's just like, you know, I get it. But he could do that against – you know, a guy could hit 85 home runs against Sindengard and Stroman and all these other guys in, in, in the Mets rotation. But DeGrom is still that number one guy. I think – you know, Nick said, Nick said it perfectly. I think, look, you either go DeGrom, you go Cole – it's i mean yo you're gonna be good either way your rotation is going to be looking beautiful either way um i think if i'm gonna be honest i think look if i'm gonna put Degrom over cole it's gonna be over very like nitpicky things right so for example uh if i take if i'm gonna look at like cole's like last three year sample i'm looking at the grom's last three year sample like the grom from three years ago stands out to me you know his 1.7 era season when he won the cy young stands out to me and then if you look at this past 60 game season again we're not judging like too harshly on that but i mean i think they both pitched the uh same amount of game yeah they both started 12 games um so and the grom stats were like a little better last season like eh, tiny bit like it's just like it's nothing garrett cole could be at one the ground could be at one i just right now making this list going into 2021 i feel more comfortable having the ground at number one but like i said once garrett cole wins this cy young this upcoming season you already know who i'm gonna have number one next year so like it's not even a problem you know <laughs> uh, at least you're not shy about it man look up I'm pretty sure it was the same for you guys, but for me, it was, it was very clearly cut. One, two was DeGrom and Cole. It, you know, the only decision was who was going to go in front of who. For me, for me, every, everyone else was uh, pretty pretty far behind those two guys. Even with Shane Bieber's dominance last year, he, you know, he wasn't a guy that I really thought uh, is on the same level as those two guys. And even though I have Bauer number one, it's for really specific reasons. It's one of those things where, I'm placing a bet in Vegas, and I think I, I, I get some uh, pretty good money back. But, hey, man, let's, let's move on to our surprises. Look, so, so who, who are we surprised that isn't in the top ten this year? And, Nick, I'll start off with you, man. Who do you, who's your biggest surprise of mission? Uh, I can't say I'm really that surprised. I guess – I don't know. I'm, I'm torn between Giolito and Maeda. Uh, Maeda, I think, has proven for long enough that he can do this. He just needs to be given the shot. And for Giolito, he's now done it over a couple of seasons, and he's done it when he is the guy. So I'm I'm actually surprised that both of those two are not in the top ten. Rob, man, what about you? Who's your biggest surprise mission? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say uh, Giolito as well. I think he's a guy, and I think – Giolito, if if we're honest, Giolito is probably the guy in the AL right now who uh, I think I posted like the betting odds a couple days ago. And I think Giolito is like third right now in the AL as, uh, you know, the predictions to win the Cy Young for this upcoming season. Giolito, when you look at how the, the AL is currently sitting, is one of the top guys there um, in terms of just talent right behind Cole and, and Bieber. So, yeah, I think he's definitely one of the guys where we, we shouldn't be surprised if we see him there. Nice, man. For, for me, the, the biggest surprise is actually Mike Soroka. And, and the reason why it's Mike Soroka is because I, I think he's going to get a little bit forgotten about because of his injury last year. But before Mike Soroka got hurt, man, he was he was killing it. And he's been killing it for a while now. He, he was great in 2019, which was his uh, – I, I think it was like his official rookie year. And I don't know. There, there's nothing about Mike Soroka's game that makes us say, oh, that's a big hole. So, so for me – I understand why he's not in the top 10. You know, maybe he doesn't have the the perceived kind of stuff that is the same as some of these guys. But 
the track record is there, and, and you could argue that he has been as good as, as any of these guys while he's been up in the major league. So he's surprising to me, man. All right, so let's let's move on to who we think will be in this list next year that wasn't here this year. Rob, I'll start with you this time. All right, and for that question, I'm going to go with my boy Blake Snell. Uh, I think the change of scenery is going to help him out. Going to San Diego is going to get him uh, more motivated. Now, you can say how are you going to be more motivated when he's going from Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay uh, was just in the World Series. But as we all remember, I don't think, you know, Kevin Cash is going to be getting any Christmas cards from Blake Snell anytime soon. So I think going over to San Diego with that new energy in San Diego, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, like all, all those new guys over there who are you know, flat out hungry. I mean, let's be real. San Diego is ready to go. San Diego is everyone knows exactly who San Diego is looking at. They're looking at the Dodgers sitting right on top of them. Like, and they're trying to like, you know, essentially take over the NL West crown. So I think Blake Snell is going to be a key part of that. I think his motivation from just being in a world series and now being in a new team. And let's be real. There's not an official number one on that squad. Like, yes, you can make an argument for Darvish, but I mean, Darvish, Snell, Clevenger, when he comes back next year, any one of those guys could realistically be a number one in that rotation. And if I had to put money on it, I'd take Blake Snell. Ooh, he's not even the best lefty, man. If you're about Mackenzie Gore. Oh, no, just oh, oh, God. <laughs> the guy who hasn't pitched in the majors yet. Got you, got you, got you. And won't pitch there anytime soon either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. <laughs> Look, man, for me, for me, uh, my most surprising guy is Luis Castillo. I had him, I had him pretty high up there. He had a really good season last year. I, I, I hope to God he gets traded. I hope. <laughs> what are the Reds doing? I, I have Yankees. no idea. Yo, look, if you will say Yankees, we're gonna have a whole different show. I will, man. That is gonna be a party if he does. But no, Luis Castillo, look, he has this stuff. Uh, you know, we talked about how the baseballs are kind of changing back, or at least that's what the, the what the rumor is. And there's speculation that the, the change in the ball was meant to create a little bit more drag and take a little bit more of the impact off it when, when the bat hits it. So we'll see what happens with that. But for me, a guy who has a heavy changeup, but a really you know good fastball combination, I think he's the kind of guy that would benefit from that kind of change. So, hey, man, look, Luis Castillo, I'm not, I'm not surprised if he's in the top 10 next year. I'm not surprised in the top five next year, man. Uh, Nick, what about you, dude? Who's, who's your most surprising guy? I mean, who do you think is coming next year? My bad. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna kind of cheat here because I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you three. Uh, oh, <laughs> two, guys, two guys that are injured. Uh, Justin Verlander will be back in the top 10, probably top five next year. Um, once he comes back and shows that he can pitch again, and I'm sure he's gonna dominate. Also, Mike Clevenger, when he's coming back, I'm sure will be a guy who is injured this year, so is, is not gonna make our top 10, but will be back probably in the top 10 next year. But the guy that I think will be there next year that I was a little bit surprised wasn't there this year and if he gets traded to your point i think sky's the limit but herman marquez is an absolutely dominant guy at times this guy is like this guy's no hitter stuff he really has no hitter stuff and it's not necessarily the cores effect but man i'd love to see him go somewhere where he can just trust his stuff and really utilize the spin that he has on the ball but his fastball is amazing if he can get the walks down a little bit, this guy has true ace potential. So I think he's going to be in the top 10 next year. Yo, that is, that is a great pick. Cause it's a little bit out of the box, but he plays in Colorado. So you don't really think about pitchers in Colorado, but you're absolutely right. You know, the, the, in 2019, everybody was on the Cal Freeman, Freeland bandwagon. And he, he was, uh, you know, putting other great numbers up, but Herman yo, Marquez, he's absolutely great. Has, like you mentioned, he has the, he has the stuff to get it done. So, 
we'll see where we're at 2022. We'll still be here with you guys, hopefully. And man, look, that was our pitchers list. We have more great stuff coming to you. By the way, it is official. Our website is up. There is no more. There is no more if and or buts. What we want you guys to do, we want you to go to TSSA, yeah, TSS, TSSAW.com. That's T, two S's, AW.com. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. It doesn't help that I talk a million miles per hour. But visit our site. We're going to have content up there. We already have blogs up. Uh, you know, All of our sports are up there. So soccer, basketball, football, football. Everything's up there. So go on that site. Show us some love. We'd we'll love to see, up, see you up there. Our episodes are up there, too. But we'll catch you guys next time. And you can't leave a You Darvish episode without saying you. All right. See, see you guys later.